before Paul early. And this is the pre-W Smith Show on 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right. Well, it is early, but listen, it's a Friday. It's a Friday morning. You know what that means. Well, for us, that means we're going to talk to Michael Spath here in a minute. Mark and Brian, I don't know. These lions, boy, they'll get you to buy right in. You fall in love, and all of a sudden you get dropped. And I'll tell you what, it's tough being a Lions fan. It really is. But there's this endless hope that we all have. It just seems like we get hit, we get knocked around, we even get knocked down. We still keep coming back for more, and that defines a Lions fan. It's like I'll Rocky tell you on what. steroids. It's unbelievable. But, but, uh, but you know, okay, so here it is, and his typifies it right here. I'm going with the Lions this weekend against the Patriots. I don't know about you guys, but I think we're going to pull out an amazing win here. How about that? Uh, right, yeah. I like that. optimist. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what? We'll just run with that. <laughs> Let's just run with it, guys. All right, we're going with the Lions. Listen, we're going to turn it over to an expert now. Enough of that. Let's talk to Michael Spath about our sports teams and see what he has to say. Maybe get his predictions, too, for the games coming up this weekend. Michael Spath. No one saw that Lions game. I shouldn't say no one saw that coming. You could easily see them losing because that's what SOL, same old Lions, or the other version of SOL. You know, that's what they have been for their entire history of the franchise. Jeff, it's remarkable. Here we are previewing this weekend's games, and the city's already kind of like shifting its attention to the next group of hopeful franchises here in Detroit because you spent an entire summer getting excited for the Detroit Lions, and they're one and three after their first four. At the very least, they should be two and two. They really should be three and one they when should. you consider their schedule yep. and who they've played. The fact that they're the highest scoring team in the NFL and they're one and three. You know, going into this weekend's game at New England, now they're playing most likely a third string quarterback that played pretty well against the, the Green Bay Packers last weekend. But, you know, if you're a Lions fan, how do you realistically, how do I sit here? with you, Jeff, and predict that the Lions are going to win because all this franchise has ever done in its history is find creative ways That's to it. lose. You just said it. It's unbelievable how they find a different creative way to lose. It is literally torture. Well, I mean, if there's some potential good news for Detroit Lions fans this weekend going to New England is that the offense is rolling. So if they can put up, I don't want to say 45 points again, but they're averaging around 35 points in the NFL. If they can put up close to 35 points, they're going to give themselves a chance. I don't know how much is going to get fixed. Everybody's talked about defensive coordinator Anthony Lynn, the lack of strength. They're not good at defensive tackle. They're not good at linebacker. They're not good at safety. So they're weak down the middle. I don't know how much is going to change from last week to this week. But, hey, if you like slow torture, if you like Ugh. death by a thousand cuts, those type of cliches, then watch the Lions game on Sunday at New England. If you're like me and like maybe you, Jeff, family men, fathers, maybe you look at your Sunday and this is what happens every year. And it's usually what time of the year is it when you start saying like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do on my Sundays? I'm going to have a family day. I'm going to go to the cider mill. I'm going to do this. Or or even clean the garage is better than watching the Lions play on some days. Take care of the yard work. Really? Right. Oh God. Okay. Let's not dwell on it. Well, I'll say this final thing on the Lions, and then we can turn our attention to the college teams with the Lions. They know they have to fix the defense. They have one week. That's not a lot of time, but they have one week. If they go out there and lay another massive egg defensively, then this is who the Lions are the entire season. 
And you can essentially, after five games, throw the season away because there's no chance. The only way they're going to win is when they win games 48 to 45, and you just can't do that consistently in the NFL. No, and the competition's going to get tougher, too. One bright spot for me, Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he's stepped into the role. He's led the offense. I don't know that he's the MVP, but I'll tell you what, he's played really solid game. He's delivered. The offense is delivering. No argument there. Hats off to him. He's had a nice season so far. Well, and if he is, I mean, it's only been, you know, four games, but he had the strong finish to the 2021 season. If he continues to show out as this type of quarterback, who he was for the most part in Los Angeles until his final year with the Rams, if he's this quarterback, then you go into the 2023 draft. You don't have to draft a quarterback in the first or second round. You can draft. You have two first-round picks. They can both be defensive players, and you can get better in a hurry And if you never have to draft, I mean, when you draft a quarterback, it takes time. I mean, look at the young guys. Trey Lance is no longer, I mean, he got injured. Zach Wilson in in New York, Justin Fields in Chicago. These guys are not proven commodities. And so you can roll with Jared Goff for a little bit longer. And that is a positive because they would need to address the defense in the 2023 NFL draft. I'm just happy and listening to you. We're not already focused on what draft pick we're going to get at the end of the season. (laughs) Are we picking first or second? Not too far away. All right, let's move on. Shall we? What do you want to do first, Michigan State or the Wolverines? Well, Michigan State, we can do this real quickly. I mean, their pass defense ranks, I think, 118th nationally. They're about to face one of the best pass offenses in college football in Ohio State. They're 25-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in East Lansing. Everyone is expecting this to be a significant blowout. When you look at the rest of their schedule, now Spartan fans are trying to count where can you get a win. Maybe Wisconsin in two weeks. The game against Michigan is always, I don't say a toss-up, but certainly they play their best football. You look at the rest of their schedule, and and they're hoping to claw their way to six wins and bowl eligibility. I don't know that they get there because this defense is so bad. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to be, for the most part, most weeks an afterthought. They're going to be the third team that we talk about in our segment, maybe even the fourth or fifth once we start talking about the Pistons right. and the Red Wings. Right, right. So it's going to be a tough week for them, and I don't know that we're going to have any questions or comments or really in-depth analysis because they are what they are at this point. They in are the what they are. I think, you know, as you said, we're hoping for 6-6, six and six, likely 5-7 and seven is kind of the way I see it, but we'll see. All right, the Wolverines, they're 5-0. and oh. Bright spot in the uh, landscape here among sports fans in southeast Michigan or throughout the entire state of Michigan as WJR reaches. And yeah, 5-0, and they had a very good victory over Iowa last weekend, a very methodical game. They kind of out-Iowa'd Iowa. And now they go into a game in Bloomington against Indiana, a team that is struggling, has not won a lot of games, does not have a great defense. This is going to be what should be a cakewalk. This is not going to be probably the way it was against Hawaii or UConn when they won by 50-something points, but it's going to be a game where you know they're favored by more than 20. They should probably win by more than 20. It's really just about, for me, when I look at it, is who are the players who we saw some things to like from the defense, especially Mike Morris, who had two sacks in the game against Iowa. Can he continue that trend? Because they need to get better from their pass rush. And then in the offensive side, more of Blake Corum, more of Donovan Edwards, who returned from injury last weekend at the running back spot. Get him more involved. And does this passing game break out? You know, J.J. McCarthy, he wasn't asked to do a lot against Iowa. He only threw for 155 yards. You know, they're five games in, and their leading wide receiver, Ronnie Bell, has 19 catches. That does not rank among the top 100 pass catchers in college football. You've got a lot of skill positions. You're trying to recruit five-star quarterbacks. If at some point you don't showcase the pass offense, it makes it harder and harder 
to bring in those type of skill players year after year after year because they do want to put up big numbers. This is a weekend, actually, the next three weekends, the next three games, they play Indiana, Penn State, and Michigan State, and all three of them rank among the worst pass defenses in college football. So what does Michigan do this week? Do they stick to their tried-and-true Run first mentality. They're running on about 61% of their plays this year. That is a significant amount. So it's 60 40. Or do they try to tilt that a little bit and get closer? I'm not going to say 50 50, but even 55 45, Jeff, would give the quarterback, the wide receivers, a far greater opportunity to showcase themselves. Okay, Jeff. So what's your prediction? Three games this weekend. Who wins? Who loses? I mean, are we just talking about Michigan as the one positive again next week? Well, I think, unfortunately, Michigan State is a foregone conclusion. Barring any miracle, they're going to have a tough time this weekend with those Buckeyes. I think everybody's going to have a tough time with those Buckeyes this year. But I think uh, the Lions, I could see it going either way. If it goes our way, the Lions' way, it's because of the inexperience of their third-string quarterback, not an ability to really get anything going. And our offense rolls, as you said, and we're able to overcome any deficit in the defense. I'm going to give the nod to the Lions, actually. I think Michigan... I think it's going to be a strong game against Indiana. Those are my predictions. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I got Michigan winning big. I've got Michigan State losing big. And I've got the Lions having another epic defensive performance, losing something like 38-35. Interesting. And then right now, Dan Campbell's refused to move on from his defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. I think by next week, Aaron Glenn is uh, out of a job as Detroit Lions defensive coordinator. Okay, there you have it. Michael Spath, thanks so much for breaking it all down for us. Hoping for the best this weekend for our Michigan sports teams. Headed to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.